Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast. This is Kim Cleveland, nurse practitioner with St. Alphonsus Department of Corporate Health and Well-Being. Today we have a super special podcast. We are going to talk about what I think is a very exciting topic, Community Sustained Agriculture or CSA, and a local program called Global Gardens. And we are lucky to have Karen Levine, the food hub manager for this organization, Global Gardens. Um, Just to introduce Karen, as the food hub coordinator, she acts as a liaison between farmers and customers by managing their popular CSA program, facilitating wholesale produce distribution, and assisting with participation in farmers markets. She also oversees community outreach programs such as the distribution of excess produce to school food pantries and hosting educational farm visits from local child care centers. Super important mission. Thank you so much for coming on today, Karen. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So can you just tell me a little bit about how you got into this whole field of CSA and working with Global Gardens and what your journey looked like? Yeah, definitely. I um, am new to the ag and food systems world. I have a background in social work and I had previously been working in uh, refugee resettlement services um, and that's kind of the avenue that I got plugged into Global Gardens because it overlaps in that way because we work with farmers from refugee backgrounds. Um, And then obviously we're a farm. So we do food distribution um, and a lot of community, uh, you know, food insecurity work as well. So it was um, kind of this great overlap between that social mission and the, you know, background and experience that I have, as well as a new area of you know, farming and agriculture. And that was very intriguing to me as well. So it was kind of a a really nice fit. And it's been, I'm just about to hit a year actually. And it's been just a blast. Before being with Global Gardens and before social work, do you have any experience with ag? Did you start gardening or were you near farms or what was your experience prior to getting involved in this way? Yeah, I I grew up in uh, the Portland area, a very lush place great for growing things and mm-hmm. my dad has a green thumb and so yeah. <laughs> our backyard was full of trellises of tomatoes and peppers and peas and strawberries and um yeah I I so I definitely grew up around that um I not necessarily in like my formal education but I am an outdoors person at heart so um anything that can get me out and uh into you know whether that's plants or forests or fields um I'm I'm all about that so that really I think is where that developed that intrigue yeah that's awesome I love to hear that I think I read um animal vegetable miracle um in a a book club which is a really great novel if anyone wants to read it or sort of a memoir um but it talks a lot about just the idea of like growing your food how to use what you have in different seasons and it chronicles someone who committed I may be butchering the plot because it's been a while but committed to living off of their own um, production off of their own land for like a full year and sort of that process and what that looked like and I think like just connecting back to our food sources and variety Mm -hmm. of different ways is so great for the community as well as obviously for our health Mm -hmm. 
So can you tell us, I guess we can back up a little bit, mm-hmm. what exactly is Community Sustained Agriculture, or CSA, and what are the benefits of taking part in this sort of program? Definitely, yes. Um, so I, I like to explain it in the sense of there's been like a trend in the past few years of subscription boxes, mm-hmm. um, whether that's like for your dog or I've even seen like plant, like succulent subscription boxes. And a CSA is kind of like a fresh veggie subscription box. Um, it is a, um, a pretty old concept that it can be traced back to black farmers in the South who were not being uh, given federal subsidies for farming uh, like white farmers were. And so they relied on the investment of their community members up front before the season even starts to pay for seeds and supplies um, so that they're able to grow produce. And then throughout the season to kind of repay that investment, they would share out the the veggies that they grow. Um, So it has, you know, taken kind of a modern form, but in many ways it's very, very similar to that. So how it works for Global Gardens is, uh, yeah, people register up front. They choose, you know, a half or a full size share. And then throughout the 18 weeks of the growing season, they get a fresh bag of veggies every week, um, which is a pretty, pretty sweet deal. Um, and, you know, we operate the, the largest CSA in the valley. We're oh, able, wow. Yeah. Um, we're able to offer six different pickup locations as well as a home delivery option. And that's largely because, you know, we work with uh, 17 or so farmers. So uh, it's not just one farm. We're able right. to, yeah, grow grow a lot of stuff and, and share it out as much as we can. That's so great. So mm-hmm. I belonged to a CSA program back when I lived on the East Coast when mm-hmm. I lived in Maine years ago. And fun fact, our subscription included lobsters. Really? So Maine. It was amazing. <laughs> you would go and you'd get your subscription box along oh. with your lobster. Wow. <laughs> and it was great. And we, they had other things too. You know, there, you could have an add-on for eggs or honey mm. or things like that, like just to sort of supplement. But the thing I loved the most about the CSA box is it had a lot of, you know, certainly seasonally, depending on what was ready for harvest, there were the staples. But then also there were always some random little veggies in there that I'd never Surprise. seen before. And mm-hmm. they'd always include like a little recipe or you'd have to Google and sort of figure out how to use what you were given but I loved that um, drive to be more creative in your food source and then of course like nerding out you get a ton of different micronutrients just from eating different vegetables that you're not used to so um, so it's super fun to have that kind of program available here yeah and that's like a big uh, point of feedback that I get from customers is you know, I, I wouldn't be able to find this vegetable anywhere else or I wouldn't right. like think to seek it out. And it definitely it adds an element of creativity and like, OK, what can what can we do with this? And, um, you know, really, really kind of uh, makes makes your just normal grocery shopping yeah. more, more fun and experimental. And um, yeah, a, a unique point of our CSA is because many of our farmers are from Africa there every once in a while there will be like ethnic African vegetables that get included yeah and so I'll be like send out my weekly pickup reminder and say hey you're gonna see this in your bags this week don't panic this is what it is (laughs) this is how you cook it uh you know it's from here and um that's that's a cool way to integrate you know the farmer's culture into uh our Boise community Mm -hmm. I love that I think that'd be really great for 
kids or incorporating into my mm-hmm. family. It's like, okay, we've got this new box. What is it that we're going to make today? Instead of, you know, like you said, going to the grocery store with a recipe in mind, mm-hmm. it's like you're getting the surprise. Okay, what can we make with this? And I think that's a fun family thing to do together too. Definitely. Yeah. And it, like it rotates all season. Like your bags are going to look different every week because it's what's fresh, what's available right now. So, you know, in the spring, a lot of greens and then transition into those like summer tomatoes, peppers, corn. And by the end of the year, you have like squash and carrots. So it's, it's a rotation, which is also, you know, you're getting like the freshest things. Love it. Mm -hmm. That's so great. Um, So can you just explain for a minute a little bit more about Global Gardens, what the mission and vision of that program is and, and all the ways you guys are working in the community? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Global Gardens has been a part of the Boise community uh, since 2004, so almost 20 years now, um, in various forms. Uh, But all along the way, the primary goal has been to support farmers from refugee backgrounds who come and settle here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, We are a not-for-profit program of the Idaho Office for Refugees, um, and so we are able to provide access to land, uh, training and education, as well as the local food market to assist the farmers that we work with uh, in operating their own semi-independent farming businesses with shared resources and support. That's so great. Yeah. Um, And, you know, an important part of that is many folks that uh, arrive as refugees come to the States with some level of agricultural skills. That's what I was going to ask. Are Mm -hmm. they, they, many of them have a background in agriculture, farming, and what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, On a spectrum, you know, some are very experienced, totally know what they're doing. And then some do, you know, require a little bit more of that hands-on education up front. Um, But we meet them wherever they are. Um, And a cool part of this program is uh, that many, many refugees face uh, barriers to traditional uh, routes of employment, um, whether that be because of language ability or transportation, um, you know, work visas, things like that. So providing the opportunity to use those skills that they already have in a way that they're able to sustain themselves and their families, uh, both with income and food, meets a lot of needs in the community in a, in a sustainable and self-sufficient way. Yeah, that's so great. Mm-hmm. So also within St. Alphonsus, we have a pickup site for the Global Garden CSA here on campus. How did this relationship come to me to be? And then what is the uh, process like for getting involved in this? So the relationship between Global Gardens and St. Alphonsus long predates my my entrance into Global Gardens. But um, yeah, the the pickup site, as I mentioned, we have six different pickup sites on various days of the week. So you're able to pick which location fits best with where you live and what your work schedule is and all that good stuff. So the uh, the one here at St. Al's is on Tuesdays from 5 to 7. Um, the farmer who runs that site, his name is Abdi. He's been doing uh, this location for years. And a lot of his customers specifically come back and sign up for this location because they've been able to get to know him personally and um, he's a really experienced farmer and, um, you know, he's like, he's known over in that corner of the, of the lot on Tuesdays. He's always there. Um, so that, yeah, that's one of our pickup locations. Um, and, you know, it's a great location. I mean, obviously our, our partnership with St. Al's is huge in making that happen. Um, but we try to, you know, strategically place the locations around the valley and 
um, this is such a good one right here off the off the freeway, and um, it's the only one that's from five to seven rather than three thirty to six thirty. So depending on you know commuting right. things like that, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, he will be here uh, starting on May thirtieth is the first pickup date of the season. So um, and then that will go through uh, the end of September. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, when you go to our website, um, and kind of look at all the different pickup locations, you know, we have them from the North end and Meridian and, uh, all over the place, but, um, you'll be able to see the list, see the St. Alphonsus one, um, and kind of see all the other information you need to know to sign up and registrations are open now. We just, we opened them just, uh, under a month ago. Um, and you can sign up right until they start in May. So we're just trying to trying to get the word out and um, yeah, get get those farmers some customers and able to share their veggies with as many people as possible. Yeah, that's so great. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit more too about some community outreach that we had spoke about previously. But can you just talk a little bit about the distribution of the excess produce to school food pantries and um, you know, is this like people who don't pick up their CSA boxes or is this just unaccounted for produce or extras or, mm-hmm. or what that looks like too? I would love to talk about that because, uh, that is one of the really cool programs that we've been able to incorporate in just the last year. It's actually like a three-way partnership between Global Gardens and the Idaho Food Bank and City of Good, which is a nonprofit that works, uh, on, uh, food insecurity in the Valley. Um, and so how it works is, uh, the excess produce comes from either you know if people aren't able to pick up their CSA shares for the week they can email me and say I'd like to donate my share so some from that um, and also uh, excess produce that farmers bring back from the farmers markets Um, you know we we love when they're able to sell it all but that doesn't always happen so um, between those two uh, pools of excess veggies that um, you know are still fresh they're still good they're they're gorgeous but they just don't have anywhere to go at the beginning of the week, uh, volunteers from the City of Good will come to the farm, pick up these veggies, and then deliver them to uh, either school food pantries or uh, child care centers around the valley. Um, and and the food bank just helps like supplement that. And it's a wonderful program because uh, before we had this going, most of those veggies were just going in the compost. Oh, wow. I know, perfectly good vegetables. It yeah. was like heartbreaking so um being able to like quickly mobilize volunteers and transport those veggies to people that could really use and enjoy them is has been awesome um we were able to divert a lot of food waste last year through that program yeah Mm -hmm. and then also um I'd love to hear a little bit more about the educational farm visits that you guys are participating in or facilitating for kids in the valley yes what do you offer for those which farms are they going to what kind of experiences do they get sure all that yeah um so another we have we have our hands in a lot of pots of global gardens yes we do a lot um one other uh, I guess arm of our CSA is that we provide discounted child uh, CSAs to child cares in the valley. Um, so the providers, you know, who are looking after kids all day can get a weekly share of fresh veggies. Um, and as part of that program, that's uh, a partnership with another organization called Nutrition Works. They prepare, um, you know, educational material related to where your food comes from and 
you know, nutritious eating and kind of we team up in that way and we provide the veggies, they provide the education and like, uh, you know, engaging materials. And then as part of that, at some point throughout the summer, um, the child cares are invited to come to the farm and it is the cutest day on the farm. <laughs> it's so fun. We do activities. We dig up carrots. We plant, you know, berry bushes and uh, pick corn and um, just like talk about the the ground and what grows in the dirt and how that, you know, uh, beet got to be on your plate. And um, it's so fun. That it, is so great. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> Love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so fun. I love that you guys are reaching out to kids because, you know, for the future of these organizations and programs, too, I mean, we certainly want involvement from a young age for kids so they can continue this program, hopefully after you've retired. <laughs> retired, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, we are, yeah, we're always, uh, uh, we just found out earlier this week that part of the grant funding that was that typically covers that subsidy subsidy is um, in question at the moment. So we've reached out to some local partners to see, you know, we could just keep those CSAs at the same price as our normal ones, but we really want to make them accessible to child care providers. And we know that child care providers are often the most strapped in in right. our community, yet so vital. And so uh, we, are, we are looking for avenues to continue to make that program as accessible as possible because it's it's so important and and we really want to keep that going so we had talked before and I'd be interested to hear about the St. Al survivors of trauma program can Mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit more about that program and your involvement in that and yeah what that looks like definitely so we operate uh on six different farm sites around Boise. We're not just like one big location. We kind of are spread out a little bit. And one of those locations is a community garden. So the what what's grown there is not, uh, you know, like sent through our like kind of uh, processing and distribution for profit. It's just smaller plots for folks to grow vegetables for their families and themselves. Um, and, and, you know, primarily uh, for folks from refugee backgrounds. And so what we do is reserve a section of those plots for the St. Al's um, program for the survivors of torture to uh, utilize those garden plots for therapeutic gardening. Oh. Yeah. And we recently met with um, the folks that run that program. And one of the things they told us is that that is of the various different services they offer, you know, they do all kinds of therapy and um all, all kinds of different programmatic uh, treatments and activities, but the gardening one is one of their most popular because of how really therapeutic it is to connect with the soil and yeah. do something like relaxing but productive um, that is often very natural to folks, you know, what they were doing in their home countries. So right. um, we're really we're really glad to be able to offer that space for um, that program in particular. 
It's so interesting because more and more studies have come out too, just about the therapeutic nature of like, you know, grounding, like walking Mm -hmm. barefoot on the earth and sort of getting into the soil with your hands and being Mm -hmm. exposed to natural sunlight and just all the therapeutic implications Mm -hmm. for that. And I love that there's some attention being paid to that among Mm -hmm. these programs for people who could really benefit from just getting into the nature of things and, you know, the work that we can do. So I think that's so great. Are there other ways that people can be supportive of Global Gardens? How can we get involved? What does that look like from a community standpoint if we want to help out? Definitely. Um, We are so lucky to have so much support in our community. Um, Boise is a very welcoming place, um, and we really see that through how many people value our work um, and want to get involved, want to support us. Um, And, you know, that partially has to do with how long we've been around, Um, and how many communities and partners we've been able to interact with and impact. Um, So we're we're lucky to have a lot of people ask us pretty often, what can we do? How can we get involved? Um, And, you know, the the most direct impact is uh, by um, engaging with our farmers, is by uh, purchasing produce from our farmers. So whether that's joining a CSA or visiting them at the farmer's market or even eating at the restaurants that we uh, sell wholesale uh, produce to, that's kind of another arm um, of what we do. All of those like, uh, you know, seeking out global gardens, veggies and supporting uh, whatever, whatever way they're being sold or distributed is, is huge. Um, and yeah, most of our farmers are at the Boise Farmers Market starting in June or so. Um, we're hoping to expand to the Meridian Farmers Market this year um, and also expand the um, the restaurants that we sell to. So um, if you're a restaurant owner or if you know a restaurant owner and uh, you want to be able to feed your customers fresh, local, spray-free veggies, um, we'd love to start that conversation. But yeah, that... That uh, direct uh, consumer to farmer uh, relationship is huge. That's great. And we'll include in the show notes some links to sign up for the Global Garden CSA as well as information on their website about how to get involved and and all the wonderful things they're doing so you can share with people that you know as well. Um, Thank you so much for coming on, Karin. This was super informative and interesting and, of course, just inspires me at least and I'm sure others to um, use Global Gardens and to also get back in the dirt and grow our (laughs) own food and, and all the processes that look like, you know, living naturally and uh, helpful as possible so thank you so much it was such a great conversation hopefully we can chat soon yes thank you as well i appreciate it yeah have a great day thank you for listening to this episode of saint alphonsus wellcast brought to you by saint alphonsus corporate health and well-being and the saint alphonsus foundation always be sure to catch new episodes by subscribing to us through all major podcast platforms including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.